Look, I never understood why somebody cheating in the relationship is big news anyway. In the sense of why why do you give a damn? Like, well, why do the people give a damn that much? I get it. it might be your favorite artist, might be your favorite athlete. I I, I just never understood. Like, it it doesn't affect you at all. And at the end of the day, men cheat, women cheat. It just means humans cheat. So this whole big old thing with this coach, uh, what's his name? I coach. Uduka, coach Imi, I think he, uh, he's Nigerian, I believe, and uh, I don't know how to say his name. I'm not trying to disrespect all of Nigeria, but I might not know how to say some shit, okay? Just like you might come over here and not, not say some shit, I know how to say. So, look, we're going to call him Coach Lightskin, okay? Coach Lightskin Nigerian. I don't know. His name is Coach Lightskin for the rest of this podcast. Now, it's sad that I have to say this, but in a world of information coming out at 1,000 miles per hour, I recorded this at a time with the information that I have. If some new information come out, I am not fucking responsible for that. I can't be responsible. You can't take a podcast I, I recorded last week and then be like, oh, well, you said this. Well, I didn't fucking know that he did this. As of right now, the Celtics coach, if you ain't heard, there's this coach. He cheated on his uh, his his his, uh, his fiance. Uh, so what so happens to be Nia Long. Now, if you don't know who Nia Long is, oh, Lord. Nia Long is, a, especially in the black community amongst niggas, is probably top five most beautiful women, okay? Top one is my wife, for sure. And then you got Holly Berry. You got all these other girls. You got the Rihannas. And Nia Long might be on that top 10 list, okay? We're just going to say that. So him cheating on her was a shock to the black community in general. Just because it's, uh, you had niggas coming in Nia defense. Like usually when something goes down like this, you have a man and a woman and for with society the way it is right now, everybody's extremist. And whatever you do, you extremist. I'm talking to you. If you listening, matter of fact, if you watching, because you should be watching on Spotify or YouTube, if you, I'm pointing at you physically right now to let you know you're part of the problem. I'm talking about extreme. I don't even know what to call them. So if we, if we call feminism, if we call feminist, feminist, do we call maleist, mailman, or, or maleist? What, whatever. There's too much extreme shit. You, you go, there's going to be a reoccurring theme on all my podcasts. I am sick of extremists of all kinds because extremists can't listen. It's either you with me all the way or you not at all. So anyway, uh, back to Coach Lightskin. So this coach uh, killed it last year, brought the team to the finals, didn't win, but he's killing it. He's one of the youngest coaches in the NBA right now. Of course, he's black. Nigerian man, like I said, I know some white Nigerians out there, but you know what the fuck I'm saying. Anyway, um, it comes out that he was having an affair, a consensual affair with another employee that works for the Celtics organization. Okay, later on, we find out there might be some, un there's might be a whole nother person that is part of this story that was receiving unconsensual i don't even know if that's the damn word disconsensual unconsensual reconsensual i don't even know it's another motherfucker that work at the job that that didn't want no part of him and there may be some comments may not now this stuff right there that's not confirmed as of right now that there's just rumblings that there is multiple people okay um if you read the stories, how it's coming out, they they releasing this story in bits and pieces which makes me nervous for this coach because i'm gonna say it like this 
The Celtics, from their point of view, I think they handled this all wrong. I'm going to tell you why. Because they came out and did a press conference about the coach. He's about to be suspended for a whole season doing all this. I'm going to tell you this. If you do something at your job, I don't give a fuck what job it is. If you do something that's worthy of a, a year suspension, you might as well fire the motherfucker and then tell that person you could reapply. After the, after the year's up, you could reapply. Look, at when I got fired from the grocery store, they tell you, hey, you, in six months, we will forget what you did, okay? But right now, you just got to leave. That's what should have happened. Oh, the, the report should have been Celtics fired their coach for internal reasons. That's what the report should have been. Now, I'm not saying, oh, they should. I'm talking about this part with this consensual. Remember, they said it's a consensual relationship. I didn't say this. Stephen A. Smith didn't say this. The Celtics said this. So if there is a consensual relationship amongst the job. Now, if you have a consensual relationship and both parties, the man, the woman, are together in on this. And they so happen to be one is engaged and one is married. Because this woman, now I know it's speculation on who it is, but nobody's confirmed it. We can guess a million times and guess accurately correct. They said um, this person at one point in time helped book his fiance's travel to get to beyond to, to get to Beyonce. Oh Lord, I don't, I, I'm mixing all the pretty women up in one time. Nia Long, Beyonce, but no, um, they helped. He helped the side chick help his fiance get to Boston. So she was she was in communication with the fiance. Why fucking her whole fiance? And here, I just want to put this out there. They've been engaged since 2015. Um, I'm broke. Now, I did make a little money. I won a reality TV show. Um, but I had my wedding. So it, it only took a year and a half. Maybe two. This is 2015. It's 2022 now. So y'all been engaged for seven years. Y'all might as well go on and stop that. Let, let it go. They say there's a bunch of Nigerian scammers. Hey, Nia Long, you might have got scammed in this case. He might have gave you the ring just to shut your ass up. That's the thing. A lot of people don't talk about this. There's a lot of times men propose just to just to shut their chick up. And then that engagement period. I know my boy, he has to be going on nine years engaged. Nine. They ain't even tried to plan at all. <laughs> like... People are getting engaged just to say they're engaged. And that pressure society, and specifically women, uh, put on men with marriage. Everything. What, why do you want somebody that's not ready for you? Why? Why are you pressuring somebody that's obviously not ready for marriage? If there's a bunch of people out there, a bunch of 30-year-olds, and they're all, and, and let's say 30, let's say 70% of them are married. That 30% that isn't married just isn't ready or would never be ready. So why are you setting yourself up for failure? It's like, it, it, it's like if I force you to get on a ride, right? And then the ride goes bad. You didn't even want to get on this ride in the first place. And it's going bad. I'm leaving. I didn't even want to be in this motherfucker the first time. Now, I shouldn't be having this conversation because the nigga just got married about four or five weeks ago. But my th my difference is I waited till I was ready. I literally, it's, I was with my lady for almost 13 years. And when I say almost, I mean that shit because if I waited two more, if literally, if the wedding date was two more days later, then I officially been with my lady for 13 years before we officially got married, okay? But anyway, that, that's a whole different rant 
for a whole nother time. Um, back to Coach uh, Lightskin. So, if two people are having a consensual relationship at the job, and that is against work policy, both those people have to be in trouble. Now, I get society. Oh, no. Blah, blah, blah. No. If the policy at the job, I'm talking about corporate. I ain't talking about emotions. I'm talking about there's a rule book, and the rule says there's no fraternizing. There's none. And a lot of jobs have this rule. that You can't not fraternize with coworkers at all. Some at some jobs, Amazon warehouse factories where they be putting fucking boxes together before o'clock in the morning. Everybody fuck everybody out here. I, if if you know anybody that work in an Amazon factory, just ask him how fucked up is the other coworkers. Apparently, I don't know if they run a rehab up there, but something going on at the Amazon warehouse that that that, that, that y'all don't even know. <laughs> I just want I know way too many people that got way too many stories about how the job be acting. But anyway, um, I know y'all like this jacket. Make sure you look at the video if you want to see which one I'm talking about. Nice little smooth Lakers jacket. You feel me? Got one. I'm being old nigga. I can't wait. I got ADHD. All right. Back to the point. If a corporate situation, a job has a rule, you have to follow that rule and you have to punish everybody equally in a sense of if the rule is no doing anything, no physical touching, no fraternizing, nothing like that. Both those individuals need to be just as punished as equally. And when I'm saying that, I'm not saying in long run he's not going to be affected more. Of course he's going to be affected more. Of course. He, he's the coach of the team, so he has a little bit more power. So one could say he used his power to, to have a relationship. I don't know. I'm not saying that's what happened. I don't know what happened. But I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm not naive. But I'm just saying from the corporate standpoint – why would you call out one person and not the other? It's stupid, and I'm going to tell you why it's stupid. So now, Seth is coming and say, yeah, coach been fucking with, a, with one, of you, one of our other uh, employees. It was consensual, so it's nothing, nothing there. I remember, I'm handling this situation. I don't like when motherfuckers like to combine shit. You don't combine the other report of, oh, there's unwanted things that were being said. That might be a whole nother person. We don't know that yet, okay? So... Right now, I'm focusing on this one individual that they said is consensual. So, if that person was part of this no fraternizing policy at the job, you have to call that person out too. You have to. You don't. You don't have to call them out, but you should call them out because you're affecting every female employee at your job. And how, what do you mean? So you mean he fucked all the females at the Celtics organization? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying the Celtics have. Probably don't even know they did this. They have put added stress on every female employee in a relationship at the job. Because as soon as they say, yeah, uh, apparently our coach been fucking one of the employees. Every boyfriend, husband, or girlfriend went home and asked they, they partners who so happens to work for the Celtics. Oh, so you've been fucking a Nigerian coach behind my back the whole time? Like, you caused conversation. And not only that. I have seen on Twitter, Reddit, everywhere. They have posted every female like, oh, I think it's this one. Like, they're, they're harassing these women of the Celtics organization because you motherfuckers handled this so poorly. Like, why, why don't you? Like, you know what's going on in society. You know what Twitter is. You knew the second you wrote this, you knew what the fuck was going to happen. You're going to have black Twitter talking about, oh, I know it's a white woman. You're going to have white Twitter talking about what well, white Twitter don't exist. That's just Twitter. But that's besides the point. I'm just saying, when, when you are doing a press conference, 
are you are doing you're letting the press know you are punishing an employee of yours which that's what this is and you saying two people mess up you got to give them both to protect your other female employees and to show that it's it's equal now if this coach did something bad which i'm starting to lead like i'm starting to think something bad has happened like in the sense of i think some, some bad i think this story is a lot deeper and i think shit when this podcast comes out I think the answers are going to be out more. I think I think whoever has the news and whoever has this story, I think they're waiting to drop the ball on prime time. And Sunday, Saturday, this story start to break Thursday. It's, it's not a good time to drop stuff. Just think about it. when they drop a bunch of trailers where all the good news comes out. A lot of people wait for news to come out because they, knew, they know the news cycle. I'm going to be on the radio in the morning. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to be on the radio talking about Thursday, Friday stuff, not even Saturday, Sunday stuff. So it's, it's, that, that's just the way the media cycle works. I think somebody has all the information. And the way the Celtics handled this kind of makes me think they were forced to handle it this way because the information somebody does have. And I, again, I don't know, but I've seen a Matt Barnes. If you don't know Matt Barnes, another basketball player, he was on the Lakers, he, he bunch of teams. He was on the, but regardless, he came out the day the news break. Now, Matt Barnes is one of them niggas is not scared to say anything. There's a few players, there's a few uh, athletes that come out and say whatever the fuck's on their mind. Matt Barnes is one of those people. Matt Barnes pretty much saying, it's funny that you, pretty much what I'm saying about not calling out, pretty much shaming the NBA, and shaming the Celtics how they're handling this. But then he takes that down and he deletes it and then he posted a new video saying he didn't have all the, all the information. All the information is not out yet. I think Matt Barnes heard what really happened. And I think Matt Barnes knows that, oh, I'm going to look bad. So let me, let me get my apology that I even took this nigga's side to begin with. And remember, I ain't taking this nigga's side. First of all, I'm a Lakers fan. I'll never take a Boston Celtics fan, so I don't really give a fuck what's going on over there. But if somebody was hurt and somebody was sexually assaulted or anything like that then i understand why everything is happening the way it happens i hope that's not the reason i would hate that you are a young black coach came in the league brought your team to the finals and then you're gonna throw it all away with some stupid shit like we are it's just we fighting hard to be coaches executives and, and you you can't do like unfortunately until shit is fully normal where like if the league is 80% black as far as athletes, then it should be close to at least 80, 50% black executive and coaches. Not saying, oh, we should choose talented. Nah, nah, nigga, gotta, gotta get you to understand. I already know you guys that listen, most people that listen, and I explain the, the way the mind works, people just react because they're extremists. Listen to what the fuck I'm saying. I'm not saying because they're black, they should be an executive or because they're black, they should be a coach. I'm saying we got to get more people in the office that look like us to make those decisions in a sense of we're all naturally like stuff about ourselves. All of us, every single one of, I don't care if you white, Russian, black, Mexican, you like something about yourself, right? So if you're a white male, and you went to a, a college that has a bunch of white people in it, and, and and you did this, when you see somebody that you are interviewing or auditioning or whatever, 
and you see yourself in that person, not saying you're racist, you just see yourself in that person. So you're more likely to give that person because you love yourself and you love, you love these things about yourself. So you're not saying, oh, I love him because he's white. You're saying, I love him because I relate to that person the most. That's what that means. So we do have to get more people of other demographics in those positions of power because white people aren't the only ones that can make major moves in sports or run an organization. They're not. But they are. Most of them are in that position right now because of networking. You network like like like. Uh, I didn't start smoking weed till 2022. No, I said that wrong. I didn't start smoking weed till 2020. And the reason why I started smoking because I and my sleep was fucked up. And my sleep has always been fucked up. But I didn't realize it when I filmed the show, The Circle. Uh, um, I didn't get no sleep. I didn't get. Uh, I didn't get a night's full. Of, I was there. I was filming probably 10 days. I probably got total three hours of sleep with naps and overnights combined um, just out of pure exhaustion. And it made me realize like I need to calm my brain down when I'm asleep. So I start smoking and what happened is I start networking more with people that smoke and more opportunities start opening up with me because when somebody's, when you smoke with somebody that's that smokes and they have power, they like you more. So this is not a race thing. It's not a, a uh, 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 gender thing it's not anything it looks like that but it's more of a relatability thing sometimes there are some racist people out there not hiring people of color or hiring hiring a woman because she's mis uh, because they're misogynistic not gr not gaslighting that that's not the fact that 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 is the fact for a lot of people but i'm not saying that's the case for everything so that's why it's important to have those type of people that look like that in those positions to help make the decisions because it's like, okay, you're good enough to play the, you're good enough to play the game, but you're not good enough to control the game as the coach. You're not good enough to control the organization. Again, these are just questions. Are you saying this, this and that? And again, it doesn't have to be racist. If you're white and you hire white people, you're just hiring somebody because you're relatable. But knowing that, you're saying I'm not racist. I, I, I might have hired somebody just because we like the same sports team. Oh, this dude smokes a lot of weed. I smoke a lot of weed. I want him on tour with me. Instead of the funnier comedian, I'd rather have this comedian because I'm more relatable to him. I can have more time, fun time on the road with this person. This person's too much of a headache. So that's what I'm saying. We need more people of color in, in higher positions. So that relatable, uh, that relatable factor could affect us too. That's it. And I'm just, that's again, I'm trying my hardest to say, no, oh, everybody's not racist. I'm not saying that. Because I know that's, that's another thing with this new generation or this new uh, phenom of cancel culture, which I still think is dying slowly. People are scared to have their own thoughts. And I, I don't know how I'm all the way over here away from the light-skinned coach because I'm still not done with that. But people don't have their own thoughts in a sense People don't even argue their true intentions anymore. What people do, people would take something like uh, um, the reason. Uh, fuck it. I'll play devil's advocate in this case. There are people that hate people that are Trump supporters just because they're Trump supporters. But they're going to argue Trump, all Trump supporters are super racist or whatever because that is the narrative that works for your side. You get what I'm saying? I'm saying you just don't like them, but you're going to use a different narrative to argue your point. That might not even be your fucking point, but you know that's more acceptable and it's effective. That problem is everybody trying to be effective. Like, I don't even argue with people anymore. I'm, I, I'm done. Like, 
it, it, I just, I spent years talking to people, whether they're a fan of my videos, whether they're a, a fan of the circle, whether they're just a coworker, friends, family, people do not change their mind. And the reason is social media. Like it's lots of blame. I like to ask why all the time. And I, I probably broke this, this thought up into so many different fucking levels. It's like this. You put a guard up the more you have conversations about things you're passionate with people that aren't passionate about the same things you're passionate about. And what I mean by that is you have a conversation with person one. This is person one. The conversation did not go your way. The person does not come to your side like you would have thought. Whatever you're, whatever you're fighting. So then you have a, a conversation with person two. Person two, somewhat similar. Still, somebody has their some. Still, it's not going how you want it. So now, person three, this person might accept. If you would have gave the same talk you gave the person three that you gave the person one, it might have worked for them. But you're already exhausted of having this conversation. So. If you are black and you have a conversation with a white person why racism is still alive and well in America, and that person's like just keeps denying it, denying it, denying it. And then you talk to another white person and they keep denying it, denying it. Now you talk to a third white person, they keep denying it. Now you talk to a fourth racist person, I mean, a fourth person that might be on the edge of switching over how they think. That person is not going to get the same conversation that person one got simply because that person that's having the conversation is sick and tired of that shit. And that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like I'm, I'm not here to change nobody's thoughts anymore. I'm here to share my opinion on shit. Let y'all listen. And it is what it is. Cause I think everybody's full of shit. Prime example. Uh, I think both sides are completely full of shit. I think the, the right is full of shit when they preach the second amendment to keep their guns. And I'm nowhere against guns or, or, or uh, for guns. I'm just bringing up this point. Person, I mean, I'm, I'm over here talking about some other shit. Uh, the gun shit is so hilarious to me because it's the second amendment. That's why it's so important. Remember, it's the second amendment. So why are you upset? If you're such a constitution, because the whole, uh, the whole right, they really use the Constitution as their um, their argue points. They they follow that shit, and that's why the second two, like our our, our uh, fucking founding fathers, gave us the right to bear arms to protect ourselves against the government or whatever case. And you you, you that's in your blood, right? Then why the fuck are you upset at people using their First Amendment when it's against something you like? And that just goes to the thing people are using the acceptable. Yeah, I love guns. Let me blame it on fucking Thomas Jefferson on why we should be able to keep it. But fuck the First Amendment. You better not say nothing against my guns. Like the First Amendment is freedom of speech. You got to literally read the First Amendment to get to the Second Amendment. So that's what I'm saying. You can't be a, the, the say, oh, you can't use the Constitution to defend your points and then get upset. And when somebody uses the same Constitution that you are fucking using, to make your point and like it just it, it like that doesn't make it's not logical like how, what kind of fucking sense to how did you skip one and go straight to two and then act like two is the reason like it's just it's stupid it, it's is it's people are using whatever they can to make their thoughts acceptable to society but back to this coach so now brings this oh shit Oh, okay. I thought my recording stopped. I was about to be hot. 
<laughs> but anyway, uh, so now you uh, we know what the Celtics. You got my opinion on the Celtics. The coach. Uh, so I truly believe if you if you're in a relationship and you're married, the only people's job it is to protect that union is that person, the two people in that union. That's it. Or whoever's in the union. If you have, if it is your, it is not my job. It's not some other woman's job to protect your union. So if a nigga, if a, if a nigga like me want to come in and, 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 and holla at your wife and something like that, that's not my job. Just like it's not a prostitute's job to worry about their client's relationship status. It's not. That's the nigga you marriage job. So, and the same in this case, he was engaged. She was married. They're both employees of the Celtics, uh, 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 the Celtics organization. So who's 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 more wrong, the married person or the engaged person? And I just really pressing this this point is just it's annoying because there's one aspect that uh, uh, that's been rumbling with. I because I see multiple pictures. People try to say, "Oh, I confirm it's this person." It's all over this. I'm talking about what the Celtics did. Some people are assuming that it's a white woman, which I don't know at this time. I do not know. I'm just seeing. I'm just saying, reacting to stuff I see on, on on social media. Some people are saying it's a white woman, and the Celtics organization is protecting this white woman simply because she's white. Now, the Boston Celtics. Not saying all their fans. I know. So I, I got a couple homies that that are Celtics fans. I I, I don't know why. They live in L.A. now. They, they can let that Boston Celtic bullshit go. But Boston, by some of the athletes in all sports, colored athletes. I said colored athletes. Who the fuck am I? They got might as well said the Jim Crow athletes. These damn Negro ball players. Like, <laughs> oh, these, oh, yeah, these coloreds came to Boston. No, I, what I'm saying is. Black athletes come to Boston and they experience a lot of a lot more racism than they're used to in Boston. There's some other couple a couple states, but Boston is one of those states. If you ask a black basketball player that has talked about racism, he'll probably bring up Boston being one of the uh, races. And it does not mean everyone represents. I mean, it doesn't mean one individual like Russell Westbrook comes to fucking Boston, comes to Madison Square Garden and he gets called a nigger. That doesn't mean the whole stadium's racist. It's sad that I got to keep saying shit like this. It's just already like I have a filter in my brain where I know how to make shit almost comedic immediately. And now I have a filter where I'm like, oh, I already know how people going to take this. Like, it's so crazy. Elton John and Joe Biden literally uh, did some type of campaign for uh, HIV and AIDS awareness. Raise, I think it's, he either said 6 million or 60 million. I don't know. But uh, Joe Biden, the poor wording, says we have to thank Elton John, which he's, I'm pretty sure. Is Elton John gay? Hold on. Let me ask Siri. Who is Elton John's partner? You got to ask Siri. Here's an answer from Broadway. Come. Okay. John met his longtime partner, David Furnish, in December 2014. Now, I'm assuming David Furnish is a dude. So, yeah, Elton John's gay. Look, I don't know. I'm one of those. Like, I'm one of those men that don't give a fuck what nobody else is doing with their dick. I don't give a damn. You want to you have sex with an elephant? Has, live your best life. Don't touch me. 
Don't invite me over for dinner with you and Dumbo. I don't want. I don't want nothing to do with that. But I'm not judging you. You 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 get off to what you get off. I get off to what I get off. As simple as that. But uh, so Elton John, um, I guess being a gay man, uh, a lot of people took that as Joe Biden saying. Oh, I didn't even finish what Joe Biden said. Joe Biden said we have to thank Elton John because we're not. We wouldn't even be here without him. Um, and pretty much people took that as. Oh, we wouldn't even be here without gay Elton John fucking every nigga on the planet and spreading AIDS. What he was saying was we wouldn't be here in this event and raise this much money without Elton John. But people take whatever and just run with like, I don't believe people. Do you really think that shit? Like you, you honestly think it's annoying. Um, This podcast all over the place. I didn't write notes this time. (laughs) I don't know if you could go, if you could see what, <laughs> I have no notes, so I don't even know where I'm going with this. I do know I'm on the Celtics point of view. No, I finished the Celtics point of view. Um, I'm trying to wrap this Celtics shit up. Anyway, in closing with the Celtics, I think they handled everything incorrectly because the foul thing is they, they, they had this information. I think it's, I think it was July. It's, it's, it's damn near about to be October now when this came out mid fucking September. So you had all of June, all of July, all of August and most of September. So you had three and a half months to think about how to handle this situation. And it's bad. And a lot of times when organized remember at the end, of, at the end of the day, the biggest thing with all these organizations, every company, every business and wh- and why they function, and how they function is money. So you got to follow the money. Do you think the Celtics as an organization just got back to the finals for the first time in, a, in a however many years? Wants to get rid of the coach that that got him there and how much they're probably spending on him? Or do you think something actually happened? I'm leaning more towards something actually happened. But what's something that did happen that's going down that uh, I think more people should be talking about is Brett Favre, our favorite. How do you say the motherfucker name? He played for the Packers. Uh, he, he, he's a good old golden. He is American pie. Oh, they love him. Okay. Um, recently in the last few years, I, I think it was, was it 2017? It was either 2017, 2018. Okay. Um, the governor of Mississippi, along with Brett Favre and some other people, they stole a bunch of money out of the welfare fund. Now I'm talking about a, a shitload of money. Uh, it was like eight million, no, like eighty million dollars. I think it was more closer to seventy-seven million dollars. And then some of this money went to Brett Favre's daughter's school volleyball stadium. They took five million dollars to give to a stadium for Brett Favre's daughter. Now Mississippi is one of those states where, like, they're they're going through a water crisis right now. Literally, if you turn on the water, you're going to think you're drinking mango juice or some shit like that. It looked looked dirty as shit. And I can't believe we got people in other parts of this same country that we love, make America great again, living in this country, they're drinking water the same color as the shitty water they're drinking in the toilet after they went number two. That's what's going on over there. That's how how poor it is. And cities like this and states like this don't get attention federally in the sense of how did we let shit get so bad? And I, I get 
we giving 50 billion dollars to Ukraine to fight off Russia. And I know it's all in weapons and shit like that, but that's still weapons we are going to have to replace with money with our tax dollars. Why are we in this situation and we act like we're perfect? We got so many fucking homeless people. But anyway, in short, Brett Favre, along with the governor and some other people, stole a bunch of money. And essentially, Brett Favre got in return a volleyball stadium for his daughter. So Brett Favre, literally, what they did was, hey, how much money you got, nigga? Hey, you got $12? I'm going to need 12 of that then. How much you got? 22 Let me get that 22 up off you. Oh, you got six? I, I take the six. Man, fat, I like your shoes, too. Let me get that. Like, you stole from the poor to give to your daughter to have a, a raggedy-ass volleyball stadium. Like, how's this not being talked about? It's just... The prejudice of fucking media and both sides. Like how 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 do how does anybody act like they care? I'm talking about politicians, I'm talking about media sources, I'm talking about anybody, and you have not covered this situation. And you don't have to care. If you listen to this, I'm not saying you have to care. You might be driving to work right now, not, not giving a, a damn about the motherfuckers in Mississippi. That's not your job to give a damn. I'm talking about these the movement I'm trying to start is literally more so why the fuck are we so extremist as civilians for these fucking politicians? Why are we making shit easy for them? Like when you're an extremist and I'm talking about you, most extremists don't even know they're extreme. When you, when, when you're that, you don't even fucking, it's just like you make it so easy for them because they know they got your vote. The Democrats know they got the black vote. So, so, so they, when they get in the office, they only help because they, they, for whatever reason, they know. They fucking know. So why, do, why would I put any resources and time into your demographic of people when I know I got your fucking ass? Why? I'm going to spend time and my money and my resources on these motherfuckers that are kind of uh about me. Like, I want to get that uh to, yeah, I fuck with him. Like, it's, everything is money. I've, I've been trying to, just, like, everybody acts so slow. I'm like, everybody been going hard. There's, like, there was a meme, uh, some two black people arguing about uh, who you going for, uh, uh, going hard for uh, uh, whoever running for president at the time. They're both old white men. Like, oh, which master better? It's the truth. By, well, we have promises. They, they go on. When when Democrats get the black vote, they go on one black platform, say some stupid pandering shit, and I'm just saying, I like I'm not saying all black people should go Republican, but I'm saying we should listen to everybody. Not just listen. That's that's all I'm asking. Listen. There's something that somebody might say that might directly affect what you do in your life. Listen. And again, I don't know who I'm voting for in the future. I don't, but I'm I'm going to listen. Unless it's Obama. If Obama coming back, he got my vote regardless. I don't give a fuck. And I'll be honest, I ain't going to sit up there and be like, oh, Obama going to be president because uh, uh, his, well, his policy. No, I don't give a fuck about none of that. That's my nigga. As simple as that. You got my vote, bro. As simple as fucking that. But yeah, Brett Favre and this whole thing um, is criminal. He needs to go to jail for some time for this because you're stealing from poor people. Like poor people already have it rough. They have it fucking rough. And I get some of you, oh, some people got you thinking there, there's somebody, some people got you thinking being poor is a decision in a sense of do something about it. There's somebody out there right now that's super broke 
that's working three jobs, probably easily 18 hours out of, out of work day, to, 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 to work for his, his wife and his kids. And might be a woman working for his husband and his kids and are still poor. So it's not about that. It's more so how are we allowing these people that are and what resources are we giving to actually help? Not to look like we're actually helping, but to actually help. Well, what is it? I'm just, I, 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 the breath fire shit. I think more people need to talk about it. That's all I'm saying. It's, 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 it's crazy. The more you look at the fucking details, there's text messages from his call logs planning this out. Like, Hey, I got this. It's, it's criminal. Uh, but other than that, people, you know, Brett Favre, fucking coach, I mean, you do whatever. It sounds like these athletes, they grow, they grow up and then they, they turn out not to be shit. Like it's, it's crazy, but I ain't got nothing else to say. I, I'm, I, if you see, if you're watching the video right now, I was rotating my eyes, kind of trying to look at my brain and say, do I have anything else to add to this episode? And instead of just, Talking on, I'm going to end it. Hey, I didn't say this early on. Welcome to the James Andre Jefferson Jr. Podcast. The show still don't got the official name for it, but this is episode three of The Return, okay? If you are watching, please, and you are still listening, please check out the YouTube channel. YouTube channel is the best way to watch. Um, got the audio, the visual, a comment section where we all could go back and forth and create a community. Make sure you, and if, if you just want to subscribe to my YouTube channel, simply it's, I'm going to be doing all types of content long form videos just about topics that won't be on the podcast audio part again the more this gets going the more elements you do not want to miss out on there's going to be stuff that's on the podcast that's not on youtube there's going to be stuff on youtube that's not on the podcast there's going to be stuff on instagram that doesn't touch any of the podcast there's going to be it's, it's all types of content that i'm going to be creating for you guys and i appreciate those you reaching out to me keep reaching out to me if you if you follow me on anywhere just send me a text send me a dm i am reading them i promise you i might be reading them later i might not be responding right away but i am reading them and responding to most of them and if you hit me up and i hit you back please hit me back again i'm sorry my bad Mo i gotta end this podcast because i got a leather jacket on and it's getting hot in this motherfucker so <laughs> hey appreciate y'all fuck with your boy and remember one thing and one thing only if you're a woman and you work for the celtics you got to let your nigga know, like, hey, I ain't fuck that uh, coach light skin <laughs> with your dumb ass. All right, that was a horrible ending. <laughs> that was a, I'm looking for my remote to end the, the podcast. All right, y'all, we out this bitch.